0: From the campus of Stanford University and on location, this is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast, featuring in-depth one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance people committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggle, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game-changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom DiOro, Principal of Podfather Media. For our guest today, welcome uh, David M. Ward. I love saying the middle name. David M. Ward, attorney at law. David's been uh, married for over thirty years and has a grown daughter. David learned how to market his legal services the hard way, <laughs> and and yes, he says it was hard. He was sworn <laughs> in at twenty three and started his practice shortly thereafter, and had no experience, but had no experience as a lawyer, no business contacts. He'd been in school all his life, uh, no secretary, and no clients he opened his office and waited for the world to find him well but uh, nothing happened but uh, and nothing he tried work and he was frustrated broke and scared to death and this went on for about uh, about five years finally he learned a few marketing ideas and put them to work and eventually got good at marketing his practice took off David's been in practice for more than 20 years and now runs two successful businesses from home for more information Feel free to visit attorneymarketing.com. Again, that's attorneymarketing.com. Hello, David, for that uh, nice long introduction. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Hey, thanks for inviting me, Tom. Good to well, talk with you.
0: Very good t- uh, to talk with you as well. David, I like to start our. Uh, we like to start our show with something funny. What I mean by that is anything that you may have, whether it's today, in the past, something that you can f- look back that initially may have been a little kind of you know stunning or a little off-putting or kind of disappointing but it actually turned out to work well and it was you know rather humorous and if it could be anything even from something uh, he can go back far back as childhood if you like
1: uh wow that's uh not something i get asked very often um a lot of times something that uh seems disaster in the beginning turns out to be funny and but usually the it, it takes the space of time before you start feeling that way. Um, I guess I would I would have to answer that you know thinking that I could uh, hang out my shingle and start bringing in clients, even though I didn't know anybody or I didn't know anything, um, just having the nerve to think that I could do that and somehow pulling it off. Uh, it's funny now; it wasn't funny at the time.
0: <laughs> even lo- looking back at that. At what point did you realize, look, I got to get a little, um, I don't know what the word better, but just, I've got to, I've got to figure this out. And why weren't there mechanisms in place, or even, it's not taught in law school. Like, how do you build your practice, a successful one? Well,
1: my my dad's an attorney. He He's retired basically now, but at the, the time that he started, and I started working for him. Um, he just always seemed to have clients. He'd been practicing for a while and he had a lot of business contacts and uh, he also knew what he was doing. Uh, but most of his business came from repeat business and referrals and um, he had a small network uh, and would a network occasionally, speak occasionally, but basically it was all warm market and I thought that I could do the same thing, um, not realizing that my warm market didn't apply uh, The yeah. people, the people I knew were uh, just out of law school themselves or, or, you know, some of my friends and that didn't amount to much. So to answer your, your question, when I, when it first dawned on me is when I started getting desperate, when, when, okay. when the phone was not ringing and I realized I had to make kind of a change.
0: Now that desperation was, uh, I know in looking at senior website and finding out uh, what I could on, on the net with you is, um, it seems like a, it, it was more of a fuel and a fire than, you know, an, a source of inspiration, like, you know, with the trumpets blaring, so, so, so to speak.
1: Well, I, I, I still say it was desperation. I mean, I, I, was, I was broke and getting broker. Oh, and getting I, broker? <laughs> I, I, I like, uh, never heard that one. <laughs> I, I had to do something. And, I, you know, eventually I tried everything, everything I could think of. And in those days, there was no Internet there weren't a lot of things that one could do. Uh, I didn't have any high-level contacts. So it was just me, uh, a desk, a phone, a typewriter, and uh, the need to bring in some business. So if you, if you want to know what I did, the first, thing, the first thing I did was anything I could think of to bring in any client who would pay me anything. Um, <laughs> I used to tell people I practiced threshold law and I'd say, well, what's that? If it shows up at the door, I take it. You know, and there were there were cases that I took, entire cases that I took, and I was paid seventy five dollars for the whole case. But I took it, and I was glad to have it. And somehow, I you know, I did some other. Uh, I, I volunteered at a legal clinic, and that brought in a little business. And I made appearances for other lawyers and did a little over, overflow work for them. And somehow, I, I managed to keep the doors open. If I had the rent that month. Um, and then I realized that I couldn't compete with the big firms, the ones with uh, all the contacts and a lot of experience and deep pockets, who the ones who could out-advertise me and out-everything me. And then uh, my day of reckoning was to realize that I'd, I can't compete with them and I don't have to. The one thing that was working well for me was I was starting to get some repeat business from the clients that I brought in through whatever means Mm -hmm. and by treating them right and learning how to tap into their networks and get referrals, I was able to build a nice referral practice. It took time and I had to try a lot of things and learn a lot of things, but ultimately I built the same kind of practice my father did, which was uh, primarily referral-based. And just to complete the story, after uh, after a period of time, some other lawyers would ask me, you know, you get a lot of these referrals, how do you do it? And I put together a marketing course on referral marketing. At the time, there was nothing for lawyers, a couple of books, and that was it. And so I had to look at what other professionals were doing and business owners and so forth. And I was able to make a, 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 put together a course, and I started selling that course, teaching lawyers how to get referrals and other ways to do marketing. And again, this was a the time there was no internet, no social media. We, uh, you know, in, in a, in, yes, it was harder in that way. People have it easier today in in that sense. But okay. it was also easier because I didn't have a lot of options. I had to make uh, warm market marketing work for me. And, you know, you, you've been reading my blog for a period of time. I you guess. know that uh, I've... Talked about a lot, of, a lot of different things that I've done, and what I would do today if I was starting out. Excellent. And uh, you know, of course, I, I, of course, the first thing that I would do would be put up a, a, a web pa- a website. And if I couldn't afford a website, I'd put up a web page, which w- is actually what I did. Uh, I'm not technical, but I bought some software and created my very first website. I be- It was 1998 and websites were kind of a new thing. Yes. And um, so I would start start today. I'd create a website, and I'd create a an opt-in email form, and I'd start, you know, everything I did, I would drive traffic to and, and eyeballs to uh, content on that website, uh, capture their email address, and start, start promoting myself to them, but at the same time teaching them something that, that – would be valuable to them, and, there, and thereby build a relationship with them. Uh, that's, what I would, that's what I would do today. And I didn't have that opportunity then. Back then, if you wanted to do a newsletter, it was paper and postage, and uh, you were lucky if you were able to do something once a month. As you know now, I, I email every, every weekday. So think some things have changed, but the, the fundamentals never
0: change. Excellent. Excellent, David. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with David M. Ward, attorney at law and founder of Attorney Marketing. For more information, feel free to visit attorneymarketing.com. Again, that's AttorneyMarketing.com. David, was there a point, if you can recall, you know, uh, I guess a, a galvanizing moment or galvanizing moments where you kind of went, hey, you know what, this thing is really working for me here. Um, whether it hits you in terms of you, you reached a goal financially or it's just was the rhythm or the systems that you had in place that you feel like, you know, I, I, I think I, I have a good understanding of how this works, how to keep this working well for yourself.
1: Well, it kind of sneaks up on you. You know, in the beginning, you're so busy crying and trying to figure out what to do. (laughs) Um, And then then you're busy doing and trying to find something that works. And then something works, but it's a little bit. And you don't make much money, but it kind of worked. And you keep doing it. You do some more things. And one day you you kind of wake up and it's like, you know what? Um, My phone is ringing fairly regularly now. And I remember it wasn't that long ago when that just did not happen. Um, so i it didn't happen overnight, and i didn't there wasn't a day when I woke up and pinched myself. it It just kind of happened, and then it grew bigger and bigger. Now there were some things that I did that made a big change and allowed me to uh move move faster and, and further. Ah, uh, the first thing—the first thing that I did was I started specializing. I w- originally was a general practitioner, and whether you're marketing legal services or products or any other kind of service or ideas, you can't be all things to all people. And I was pulling my hair out. I see you've you've had that experience yourself.
0: Yes, literally, <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Um, uh,
1: yeah, trying to figure out how to keep up with it all, and I, and I just I just couldn't. So I decided to specialize. I chose one practice area that I seemed to know the best and be getting some results. So that was the first thing that I did. And that took a huge load off my shoulders. The And now today, you, you, you hear me talk all the time about the value of specializing. And not just specializing in the product or service that you deliver, but in the people to whom you deliver it, your market. Uh, I'm a big proponent of niche marketing. And uh, most lawyers and most entrepreneurs, to some extent, I'm i'm sure too uh don't get it they, mm-hmm. they, they let their fear get ahead of them you know I, I they 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 couch their offerings in terms of anybody who needs what i do or what i offer and you know my my, my way of expressing that is i tolerate anybody who wants to hire me maybe but right. i don't go looking for them i go looking for the ones that i have defined as my ideal client or customer the ones that I want to work with, and I niche it down. I I target sub-segments of the greater market and get to know them and the primary people in it, the the key people, the influential people in those markets, and um, that's how you get referrals uh, from other professionals and other business owners, consultants, and so forth. So uh, specializing was the first thing. The second thing I did that I hadn't been doing before is delegating. Once I started earning some money, I started hiring some people and I turned over as much work as possible to them. And my philosophy was um, I'm only going to do the things that only I can do and everything else, if possible, I'm going to turn it over to, uh, to other people. That was another fundamental change in, you know, how I went about my business. And what it led to was a lot more free time. And I was able to use that free time to do the third thing that I did, which was to learn marketing. Again, you you mentioned it earlier, they don't teach marketing in law school. In fact, a lot of lawyers look down at marketing. A lot of attorneys today, even today, tell me uh, they don't do marketing or I shouldn't have to do marketing or I don't want to do marketing. And of course, I tell them if I'm, feeling in the mood that they're <laughs> fooling themselves. Uh, everything we do is marketing. Just the way you answer the phone is marketing. Every, yes. the, the way you treat people, the emails that you send out, it's all marketing. It's, all, it's every bit of it. So you're doing marketing. You just may not be doing it well. But uh, when I started to focus on marketing, learn everything that I could, and get real dedicated to, to it, uh, that's when I realized that I, I didn't just have a professional practice. I owned a business. That business employed yours truly uh, as the professional who delivered the service, but the practice itself was a business. And if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. So that's what I focused on. Um, And those three things in combination allowed me in a very short period of time to quadruple what at that point was an okay income. And um, ultimately I was able to uh, work just a few days a week and uh, make a, make a good living doing it, and not have the kinds of stress and you know, desperation that I had in the in the early days. It took time to do you mentioned five years before I got to that point, mm-hmm. but keep in mind, I was young I was clueless i didn't i didn 't know anything, <laughs> and I had to learn what to do and how to do it while I was learning how to bring in some business so It takes time. If you're brand new, uh, it takes time. You have to be willing to put in that time and, you know, have reasonable expectations. If you think you're going to, you know, turn things around instantaneously, and we're all today kind of instant gratification monkeys, um, (laughs) but a, a true business, a lasting business, one that's going to, you know, change people's lives, including your own, is one that is built from the beginning for the long term. That's where your focus should be on your long term vision. Um we live in the present, we live in the day to day, but you can't look at that. You just do in the day to day. In the in when you're when you're thinking about the future you gotta think five or ten years down the road, where do you wanna be and what do I have to do to get there?
0: This is Terrific, David. What point did you, uh, you? You said here it's not like you woke up and you pinched yourself how it went from you, you're kind of a zero to a hero now. But when did you decide you're going to pinch other lawyers with? Hey, I have a system in place that I can. A lot of friends of mine they're really struggling, and I hate to see them go through this. Let, let me let me let me share with them how uh, how how it worked for me and how it can work for them. Was there a a timeline well, it, it, of that?
1: Again, it kind of happened. I was. I was being asked, "What do you do?" Hey, you get a lot of referrals. How do you do it? And I got kind of tired of answering them, so I started writing things down. And uh, I kept writing things down. And th- three years later, it literally took three years, a lot of lunch hours and uh, and, and after work hours. Um, and again, uh, no no internet, no compute. Well, I had a computer, but I would hardly call it that. It was it allowed me to type. Okay, but um, I I put it together and I said, "Okay, now what do I do with it? One thing that I want to point out that allowed me to do it, because I'd never done anything like that before. um, I I found a model. I found somebody else that had a course, not for lawyers, but in a different field. And I bought it Uh, and I saw what was in it how big it was, how lengthy, how much detail, how many examples, what kinds of topics were covered. It was about marketing. And I used that as a model. And what that did was it kind of kept me centered on where, where I need to go with with this course. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I, f- I got a few ideas from from this course, but mostly I took the ideas that I had and poured them into the mold uh, of the course that I, that I bought and was inspired by. And when I finally was done, I took out a very small classified ad in the back of, uh, of a bar journal and um, I, put a, I put in an 800 number and had a recordage. And when that recorded message, they got me telling them a little bit about the course and asking them to leave their uh, contact information and I mailed them a sales letter that uh, that i wrote and um i hadn't even finished the course at that point to be honest (laughs) with you but there's nothing like making you do something that you want to do like you know i got to get this done right so um i started to sell some of the courses Uh, then I wrote a follow-up letter and a couple of more follow-up letters to send to the prospects or the leads that came in, eventually fleshed out, added to the course, then raised the price and then started taking out more ads, eventually got to where I was in, I I had either a one third, a one quarter or a full page ad in just about every state bar publication in the country and some additional publications and then eventually uh set up that website uh which which also helped so it's one step at a time baby steps you 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 do what you think you can instead of waiting for everything to flesh out and be perfect you you just move and it was frightening cuz again i didn't know w- what i was doing i didn't know if anyone would like the information that i'd put together um and you know i and i would get comments um, life-changing, you know, material. I would get testimonials like I couldn't believe. I used your system and I brought in $83,000 this month. Oh. And I got six referrals my first week. I mean, the ones that make your head spin. Um, and so I thought, okay, I guess I guess I I got some things right. I would also get Excellent. comments from people. Hey, you know what? I knew most of this, but I wasn't doing most of this or I was doing it wrong and you showed me how to do it right. Because, you know, there's really nothing new under the sun. You know, if you're whatever whatever business you're in today, somebody's already got a video, written a course, written a book. There's information out there, and chances are you've already seen it and digested it, and you may not realize what you what you have available to you. you, you sometimes we we're so close to the material, we don't appreciate it. And it's not until you mm-hmm. share your knowledge with somebody else that you realize wow i really do have something to 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 say or something to offer
0: this is outstanding this is also the entrepreneurs radio show and podcasts on kzsu stanford 90.1 fm you're here with uh, yours truly tom dioro and we're talking today with david ward attorney at law and founder of attorney marketing for more information you can visit uh attorneymarketing.com. Again, that's attorneymarketing.com. And now I'm with the attorneymarketing.com, when did you decide to write your the, the book, David? You mean the, the course First, that I've been talking yeah. about? At what point did you, uh, you know, how far in, if you can t- say when, I, whether you, when you started, uh, when did you do it? You know, what year was it? I don't... If you can remember. I
1: don't yeah. remember. This was... Remember, I, I started... I started practicing in 1979. So, add a few years after that.
0: Wow, uh, but that's so relevant. I mean, I I've, I've got the book and it's it's one of the uh, I'm not an attorney, but it's like it's so applicable to I think pretty much at least for sure well, professional I don't know what services book you have I've written quite a few after the the, the original one. Tell us which books you've written. For crying out loud, I've got just the—I've got the attorney marketing book, and uh, I wasn't aware of all of them.
1: Well, if you go to the attorney marketing website, you'll see several in the in the right hand margin. If you go on Kindle and, and find my name, you'll see uh, you'll see. I don't, know, I don't know how many how many books I, I've written for lawyers and a few for general market, and I'm working on another one. For anybody, but maybe you'll have me back when I when I release that
0: <laughs> sure sure the other uh I mean I've got a lot more questions that I originally had in in my mind here but uh, the how much does fear play in attorneys not wanting to market thinking it's just, just I'm a good lawyer uh, I should get business just because I'm a good lawyer does fear have a factor in it
1: well I think first of all that's a great question and there's so many different aspects to fear. Um, I, I believe that fear has it has something for us and we need to listen to it. Uh, you're, you're afraid for a reason. And rather than either plunging ahead in the face of that fear or completely ignoring it, you should take that occasion to try to figure out what it is you're afraid of and how you can use that to your benefit. Maybe you're afraid because you don't think you're good enough or, you know, you're, you're a perfectionist. I went through that when I was writing the course and, uh, just a little side, a little sidebar on that. Um, when you start something big and you don't know where it's going to end up, you, you, you know where you want it to end up, but you just have no idea and you don't know if you're even getting there or you don't know if anybody is going to like what you say, listen to what you say, buy what you say. Um, I, I kept telling myself, being the perfectionist that I ascribe to or call myself, I, my my catchphrase. I even put this up on on uh, the computer was uh, progress, not perfection.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right.
1: And I am not the first one to come up with that, but I I needed to hear it. And the other thing I said, which is kind of the same thing, is I I said, you know, just get it done, and if it stinks, you can make it better. <laughs> And, uh, or, or, or go do something else. Um, and I went through that building my first website. Uh, I remember the software, it was front page for anybody who can remember back that far, Microsoft front page. And, um, I said, I'm just going to do one page and I don't know how, but I'm just going to follow the instructions and I'll put some words on a page, just one page. And if it's terrible, I'll rip it down. I'll, t- I'll close, I'll close everything down and hire somebody or do something else. But I wanted to learn how to do it. Hmm. And uh, I put up one page and I thought, hey, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. So maybe I'll just add a second page. I did an about page and I did a contact me page. And now all of a sudden from nothing, I've got three pages. Well, let's see what else I can do. And uh, eventually I converted it to a blog. And if you know, uh, I've got a lot of content on there now. But it all started with, Uh, the fear of not knowing and telling myself that it was okay if I messed up, I can go back and fix it. And I didn't have to fix it. The same thing with writing the course. I don't know if this is any good, but as uh, as I keep at it, when I get done, I can edit it. I can rewrite it. I can change it. I can rip it apart and start over again. But when I was done, I took an objective look at it, and I thought, this is pretty good. And obviously, enough enough people agreed with me. So, fear is always there, and you know you can't you can't totally ignore it. Some people do. Some uh, A types, you know, they chew nails for breakfast and <laughs> and forge ahead uh, no matter what. I'm not going to let fear slow me down, let alone yeah. stop me. And uh, they either have massive success, and we hear about them, and they're. Uh, Electric cars or or <laughs> yeah. uh, or they you know they crash and burn and they pick themselves up and they start over again but for for a lot of us who are more cerebral and not maybe not as driven in the same sense as some of the uh, some of the entrepreneurs out there we've got some good ideas we want to do some great things we want to help people we definitely like making money, but we have our own way of going about it and you know it, you have to the old cliche. You, you have to enjoy the journey. Um, is true. At least I I believe it's true. You've got to get something something out of it before you reach the destination, or you never will. You
0: well gotta like stated. what you're doing. Well stated, David. It's been an honor and uh, and terrific having you. Thank you very much. I hope to have you. I hope you come on uh, again soon. Love to have you.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for uh, thank you again for inviting me. And uh, I will talk with you very soon
0: that definitely thank you again david you've been listening to the entrepreneur's radio show and podcast our guest today has been david m ward attorney at law david's been married for over 30 years and has a grown daughter David learned how to market his legal services the hard way. And yes, he says it was hard. Um, Sworn in at 23 and started his practice shortly thereafter. He had no experience as a lawyer, no business contacts, been in school all his life, no secretary and no clients. And he opened his office and waited for the world to find me as he says. finally he learned a few marketing ideas put them to work and eventually got good at marketing and practice took off David's been in practice for more than 20 years and now runs two successful businesses from home for more information feel free to visit attorneymarketing.com again that is attorneymarketing.com join us again next time when we welcome another purpose driven entrepreneur or high performing game changer committed to ideas positive outcomes and a better world I'm Tom DiOro. The Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location. The Chief Recording Engineer is Iris Chikopoulos, Chief Engineer Mark Lawrence, and we're all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabra. And the Executive Producer and Host of the Entrepreneur's Show is Tom DiOro. If you wish to contact us, our email address is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu.